Go to John, please, the 14th chapter this morning. For some weeks now, we've been on the subject of the words of Jesus. And John 14 is why. Verse 21, John 14, 21 says, He that has my commandments, Jesus is speaking, he it is that loves me. And he that loves me shall be loved of my Father. And I will love him and will manifest myself to him. Judas not Judas Iscariot, another Judas, said, Lord, how is it that you'll manifest yourself to us and not to the world? So what's this passage talking about? Him manifesting himself to us. Or as the Amplified brings out, revealing, making himself known, making himself real. Jesus answered and said, if a man loves me, he'll keep my words. Didn't he already say that? But when you've got people asking questions, you have to tell them again. He that loves me will keep my words. My Father will love him. We'll come to him and make our abode with him. And these people that love him will know him. He will be revealed and manifested to them when he is not revealed and manifested to others. And that's going on right now. We've got a world full of people, billions of people on this planet. And there are millions and millions that will tell you that there is no God. Or if there is, that has little to do with us. Maybe there is, maybe there's not. They're atheists or they're agnostics. And bottom line is, God is not real to them at all. As far as they're concerned... They got no evidence that God exists or that he's real. He's not revealed to them. He's not manifested to them. And then there are other people like us (laughs) that God is very, very real to. He's as real to us as any other human person and more so. He's as real to us as our life and breath and thoughts. And yet we live on the same planet. And the same God overall. So what's the difference? Some love him. Some don't. How do you know if you love him or not? If you love him. You will keep his words. You know we read our chapters around here don't we? It's widely known. Throughout the Ozarks. (laughs) And beyond. By way of internet. (laughs) I heard one of my e-members shout, us too? I know, I know, yes, you too. (laughs) Because they're all over the world. But it's widely known that we read our chapter every day, Monday through Friday. If you go months and you have no time for God's Word, you're kidding yourself that God's first in your life. There's all kind of believers They'd tell you in a heartbeat, I'm a Christian, and they do believe on him. They got no time for church. They got no time for the word. The truth is, they don't love him. If they did, they'd be at his place. They'd be in his word. The truth is, they love something else more 
They love fishing more. They love golf more. They love shopping. They love gardening more. They love their business more. And that's what gets all their time and all their attention. But if you love the Lord, you love His Word. Jesus is the Word made flesh. And so if you really do love Him, you're going to love this Word. How many in here love the Word? Are you thankful for the Bible? Do you love the Bible? I'm telling you, if you would ask me, Brother Keith, what would you say the top things that have helped you in your life, in every area of life? I don't have to think at all. Two things. Two things have helped me and changed my life totally, met my needs, straightened me out, protected me, brought me through. Two things. And number one is the Word of the living God. The Word in this book, reading this book, hearing this book preached and taught, number one. Number two, praying, fellowshipping with God. But you don't even know how to pray. You don't even know how to do number two if you don't have the Word. Thank God for the Word. Do you love the Word? So we've been studying verse by verse in the book of John, and we've made it all the way to John 5. Back up there with me again this morning. John 5. Can you tell that we've come up spiritually? We've come up. You know, some things happen gradually and you don't really notice. It's like a kid growing. They're with their self every day. And so if grandma hadn't seen them in a few months and she'd say, boy, you've grown so. They don't think so. They don't realize it. It's the same way spiritually. Some things happen gradually. You're at a different place, but you don't realize it. But compared to where you were, and the Lord's got much further to bring us up, and this is part of it. We looked in John 5, and we saw how that this man was healed at the pool of Bethesda. And down in the chapter here, verse 15, the man left and he told the Jews it was Jesus that made him whole. And it's still Jesus that makes you whole. And so the Jews, they persecuted Jesus. And they sought to slay him because he had done these things on the Sabbath day. You know that's hypocritical. You know they were impressed by this man being healed. How could you not be? Man's been 38 years in this incapacitated state. And he's walking around whole and strong. There ain't nobody on the planet It's not going to be impressed with that. But they ignore it on purpose, and all they want to talk about is he did it on the wrong day. Oh, I can't do that on the Sabbath day. That's wrong. You know, not to say they ever had a healing day. If you'd ask them, okay, what day do we come for healing? They never had any healing meetings. But there will always be plenty of experts that even though they've never done it and ain't got a clue how to do it, they want to tell you how you can't do it. I've had people try to tell me, you know, about speaking in tongues, how, how you can't do this and you can't do that. And they don't speak with tongues. That's like, you know, telling somebody how to fly the plane and they've never flown a plane, how to scuba dive, never even been wet. He said, well, I read a book. Well, whoop-de-doo. 
If somebody's actually been there and done it, you need to be quiet and listen. A man with an experience is never at the expense of a man with an argument. Let me say that again for you. (laughs) A man, a woman, a person with an experience is never at the expense of a person with an argument. And how many of you found out, you can read all about it, but when you start doing it, you learn some stuff. You learn some stuff they didn't put in the book. Talking about the manuals, you know. (laughs) And you learn some stuff you didn't pay attention that was in the book. (laughs) It's different when you do it. And so uh, be watchful about judging people. Don't do it. Judges are not doers. If I think about something or see something in anybody else's life that I think they're wrong or they shouldn't done, I make myself do this. Did you hear me? Now you have to purpose to do it. If I find myself thinking or talking about what they should have done differently or what they didn't do right, immediately I check myself, what have I done on this? And if you'll do that every time on a regular basis, man, it'll keep you straight. It'll wake you up. You'll go, whoa, I need to shut my mouth. I mean, (laughs) what have I done? i never even been in that situation. How can I stand here and talk about what I do? I mean, don't talk. You've never been there. Anybody can talk. Make yourself come right here. Isn't that what the scripture said? Judge yourself and you won't be judged. What if you judge others? You will be judged. With exactly what you're judging them, it's going to come back on you. Well, if we really believe that, we'd shut up. Wouldn't we? If we really believe that, well, it's true whether you believe it or not. It's true. So they judged Jesus. They're persecuting Jesus. And he made it worse. (laughs) Verse 17, he said, well, my father is working and I'm working. Boy, that made them matter. <laughs> oh, they said. Therefore, the Jews sought the more to kill him. Now they really want to kill him. Because he not only had broken the Sabbath, but he said God was his father. Making himself equal with God. They thought, how dare him? Did you know this is one of the statements that grates the devil the most? Is when you and I say, Father, thank you that I'm your very own child. I'm your very own son. And you're my very, I'm telling you, that torments hell. Why? Because friend, we are not angels. We are beings created in the God class. I know we're weak and feeble and ignorant in so many ways, but we're just getting started. You check us out a thousand years from now. I mean, we're super young right now. So I'm not, I'm 80 years old. You are a baby. You are. There's an outward man, it's aging, but the inward man is renewed day by day. This is the first thing we've ever done, and it's the shortest thing we'll ever do. What? This human life. This natural life. We're doing our earth tour. (laughs) It's true. Our earth 
tour of duty. You know, we get to play some and rest some here, but this is really not playtime. This is really not rest time. And watch about it. So-called retirees. Watch. Well, I'm retired. You don't retire from the things of God. Till the trumpet sounds or you breathe your last. We'll work till Jesus comes. Didn't he say occupy till I come? Then you best get occupied (laughs) and occupy till he comes. Don't tell us about this I'm retired stuff. You don't retire from God. You don't retire from the things of God. You're supposed to be working. Everybody is supposed to be busy, occupied, doing something to advance the kingdom, to help the gospel get out, to help the brothers and sisters. Everybody. I know a lot of people are doing nothing, but that didn't change the fact that's what we're supposed to be doing. We are made in God's image and likeness and class. And uh, friends, when we say Father, just like Jesus, you see how, how mad it made the devil? When he said, my father's working. Jesus ain't trying to draw attention to himself. He's not being proud or boastful. He's just stating the fact. My father's working and I'm working. And Oh, it made them mad. Oh, it made them mad. They were mad, but now they're really mad. They want to kill him. They're so mad they want to kill him. Why? Because he ministered healing to a man and said God was his father. What a criminal. Think about it. That was his crime. That's why they're so mad they want to kill him. And who's the maddest? The church going folks. Now this is a preview in my and your future. If we go all the way with God. Now if we live a little nominal carnal life. Then you won't be bothered by this. But nor will you be bothered by the great miracles. And signs and wonders. But if we go all the way with God. There's going to be people that don't like it. Just like these people didn't like it. And they'll think, oh, that faith life church. Oh, that bunch. They have weird things happen. Oh, man, it's spooky over there. Man, they talk about angels and demons. Oh, talking about ghosts. Holy ghosts. (laughs) And they think there's something sashaying around. I'm the righteousness of God. God's my father. Father, father. And they're all talking about they hear from God and they see God and they, oh, they're off the deep end. <laughs> Friends, we need to be hearing stuff like that or we're not like him. Yeah. Are we going to be like him or not? Yeah. If we're going to be like him, then people will get upset. Didn't he say, if they received me, they'll receive you. If they hated me, Didn't he say it? They'll hate you. Well, they hated him. They wanted to kill him. Why? Because he walked over there to that pool by the leading of the Spirit. And he ministered by the uh, word of knowledge and the word of faith. And this man for 38 years rose up and stood up amazingly. I mean, he didn't just recover in a moment of time. He got up and walked away. Everybody knew this is a miracle. This is supernatural. Everybody knew. Then he said, God's my father, and he showed me this. Oh, man, it made made the church leaders so mad they want to kill him on the spot. Somebody say, me next. Will you line up for this? Do you want to see things like this? 
Do you want to know things like this? Well, you got to get ready. It comes with persecution. I know this was, uh, oh man, this was 25 plus years ago. I was in the floor of our little house. I remember it distinctly, praying. I'd been praying, asking God for revelation of his word. Because I saw that was part of my course. And I said, God, you know, i got to have the revelation of your word. And I'd been praying and seeking him about it and seeking him about it and seeking. And he spoke to me. I remember it was about two in the morning. I was in the nose in the carpet in the living room of our little house. He said, I'm going to give it to you. He said, but you'll be persecuted for it. I thought, hmm. (laughs) And it's come to pass just like that. We've had a revelation. People have been healed. We've been persecuted for preaching healing and miracles. We've had prosperity. We've had financial miracles. We've really been persecuted for preaching that. But you know, we're not going to stop. And how many believe there's more truth? To see and know. And are we willing to take the flack? Are we willing to take the persecution? To see the results? And to get the glory to the Lord? Yes. Yes. Small price. Those kind of sufferings are not even worthy to be compared. The Bible said. With the glory that shall be revealed. Oh there's some mad. They said he. He said God was his father. Say it out loud. Just for good measure. <laughs> God. It's my father. And I'm his child. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. I am in his family. I am his son. Glory to God. This needs to be more real to us. He said, For the Father loves the Son and shows him all things that himself doeth, and he will show him. Somebody say, Show him. See, now this keeps coming up. The Father loves the Son and shows Him all things that Himself does, and He will show Him greater works than these that you may marvel. Glory to God. Now, Jesus said in verse 19, The Son can do nothing of Himself but what He sees the Father do. And if you've read the Gospel account of John You'll see this will come up again and again. I don't mean two or three times. Again and again. He'll say, I am not seeking my own will, but the will of the one who sent me. I came down from heaven not to do my will, but the will of him that sent me. I can of my own self do nothing. I only say what I hear. And I only do what I see him do. And I only say what I hear him say. Have you read this? Am I telling it right? Over and over and over and over Why is he seeing these things and hearing these things? The Bible said the Father is showing him. Could you say he's manifesting himself to him? Isn't that what we're talking about? Isn't that what we're on? Didn't the Lord tell us that he would show himself to us? This is how it's going to happen. Exactly like it happened with the Master. How did Jesus see these things? He's telling us, he walked over to that pool where that man was of 38 years, and he said those words to him, why? Not just because he saw the man over there and thought, well, he needs to be healed. 
All those other people in those five porches needed to be healed too. Why did he walk over to this man? Why did he say those things to that man? We don't have to wonder about it. Jesus told us he did it because he saw his father do it. And because he heard his father say it. So he just went and did what he saw the father do. And he just went and said what he heard the father say. Oh, glory to God. So the father manifested himself to Jesus in the showing and the saying. And then when Jesus said it and did it, the father manifested himself in the healing and miracle of the man. And so Jesus and others round about him, they are seeing him, and he's being revealed to them, and he's being made real to them. That's what we're talking about in this series. That's what God has us on. And why would he have us on it? His heart is so big, his power is so great, he yearns to manifest himself. In our midst, to us, and for us, and through us. We must forget about what we can do and what we want to do. We must, we must become like the master. I didn't come to say what I want to say. I didn't come to do what I want to do. Not my will. It's easier to say that than to do it. Because you got a will. Oh yeah. And it can be contrary to the Lord's will. And that's where submission comes in. There's times when you don't want to do it, but you've got to grab yourself and say, forget that, submit, not my will. Yours be done. And even though you don't want to do it, you can get glad by faith about it. It's just act of your will. You can say, Lord, I delight to do your will. I don't care how I feel. I choose to. Because you're right. And if we will... Keep his words and do them. He's already told us he will manifest himself. He will make himself real to us. He's preparing us for this even now. It's already begun. It's already been happening in a measure. But how many know he would take it up to a greater measure? A much higher level. All these healing testimonies Phyllis read today. Isn't that God revealing himself to us? He's a healer. Isn't he? He's a miracle worker. I didn't do it. You didn't do it. He did it. He's revealing himself to us. Well, everything we've seen him do in the Bible was him revealing himself to us. And he's the same today. Everything you ever saw him do, he still wills to do. Didn't Jesus say, if you believe on me, the things that I do, you'll do also. And greater things than these. Greater works than these shall you do. Because I go to the Father. That's why we stand up every time and say, greater things than these. We'll see. Are we expecting? Well, the Lord has taken us by the hand. We've just been here seven years, but he's taken us by the hand, and he's leading us every step of the way to get us to the place where he can fully reveal himself to us. It's not his fault that he hadn't been able to fully reveal himself to us. It's been our carnality. It's been our ignorance. Some of it's been, you know, our forefathers were taught junk and lies in their churches. And generations of it has come down to us, but God has mercy on us. And oh, we don't pretend to know that much or to have arrived at all. But how many believe God has taken the junk out of us and he's putting the truth into us. And our faith is coming alive and coming up. 
And what used to be obscure and foreign to us is becoming real to us. Oh, hallelujah. And we're drawing nigh to him. And he told us he would respond and he would draw nigh to us. I'm so excited about the words of Jesus. When he, I mean the same one that said, light be. And it was. He said, you do this and I will reveal myself to you. Oh, I'm standing on that word. I'm hanging on that word. I'm holding to that word. Somebody said out loud, he will. Reveal himself to me. He will. He said he would. If I would do this, he said he would. And I purposed in my heart, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Now, look at this. Skip down just a few verses. We'll touch on this. How's he going to do it? We see the how part of it. Verse 37, skip on down there. Well, let me kind of build up to it. Verse 30, Jesus had said, I can of my own self do nothing. As I hear, I judge. Verse uh, 32, he said, there's another that bears witness of me. He's talking about John. And then verse 36, he said, I have a greater witness than that of John. For the works which the Father has given me to finish, the same works that I do bear witness of me that the Father has sent me. And the Father himself which has sent me has borne witness of me. You have neither heard his voice at any time nor seen his shape. Do you believe in the Father God? Do you believe he is real? Not a figment of someone's imagination, not fantasy, not mythology. He's just as real as that chair you're sitting on and more. He's real. Jesus said to these guys, he said, you haven't seen him and you haven't heard him. But was he real to the master? Oh, he was completely real to the master every day and every night. He heard from him. He saw things from him. He fellowshiped with him. I mean, I have, you notice nearly every time I say the Lord said this or that to me, I feel like I have to stop and try to explain it. Have you noticed that? I say, well, I don't mean I heard an audible voice, but uh, how many times have you heard me say that? You know why? Because there are masses of people that come to the church, even many of them. And when you say the Lord said this or that, they immediately balk and go, He thinks he's hearing from God. No, I don't think I'm hearing from God. (laughs) He thinks God talked to him. No, I don't think God talked to me. (laughs) Every child of God should be hearing from God. Every child of God should be seeing things from him and hearing things from him. It should be the way we live. It is the spiritual life. So many millions of Christians and churchgoers, they don't live a spiritual life. They live a carnal life. Just a natural life. They believe in the spiritual, but only later. You know what I mean by that? Oh, they believe I'm going to die, and then I'm going to be aware of the Spirit. And I'm going to go to be with Jesus, and I'm going to see the angels who are spirits, and I'm going to see God. I'm going to see. No, listen. Spirit is real now. Yeah. 
and here. There are human spirits in this room. There are angelic spirits in this room. There are wrong spirits that try to get in here and lie to people and do stuff. They have a tough time around here though. And God's Holy Spirit is here. And we're not just mind and body. We're spirits. Somebody say spirits. God is a spirit, the Bible said, and he seeks those that will worship him in spirit and in truth. And he's called the Father of Spirits. Now, since God is a spirit, as he reveals himself to us, we're going to have revealed to us the spiritual. How's God going to speak to us spiritually? How's he going to show us things spiritually? We must become spiritual people. Or elsewise, we'll never walk in the things we're talking about. As God going to reveal? I mean, you know, Judas, not Judas Iscariot, had said, Lord, how are you going to reveal yourself to us and not to the world? Well, if he revealed himself in the natural, everybody would see and know it. So how must he be going to reveal himself to us? Spiritually. Now, that doesn't mean there won't be any manifestations in the natural. But the seeing and hearing of him is going to be spiritual. He does it on purpose. I mean, if God spoke out of heaven with a booming voice, it'd shake the planet. I mean, how many of the churches would fill right up? <laughs> right? And I mean, you know, people would stop teaching on atheism and agnosticism. I mean, things would change. How many of God could speak out of heaven and give this earth a rattle and go, Hey! I'm real. And I tell you what, there wouldn't be anybody in any nation, any tongue, any kindred on the planet that didn't believe. Listen, why don't he do that? He doesn't want to. He's chosen not to. He specifically doesn't do it on purpose. Why? Because then people would just be walking by what they saw. They wouldn't be qualified. Everybody now is doing their earth tour. And it's being decided who believes on him and who doesn't. If you'll believe on him, when you don't see, you're not going to have a problem when you do see. Woo! Glory to God. If he can count on you when you don't see him in the natural and you don't hear him, the rest of it's going to be pie, brother. As God reveals himself to us, it will be spiritually. And you've heard me talk about this more than once. But I'm telling you, I don't believe it's just me. I believe the Lord's leading us this way. We're going to begin to see more manifestations of spiritual things. And you've got to get your mind prepared for it. Hmm? Some things will be different than we thought at all. Right? We can't fall off our chair if an angel shows up. Did you hear me? Let me say, you mean a real angel? Here? Yeah. We can't go berserk. God shows us things and does things that there is no natural explanation for. It's supernatural. That is, you know, what we're hollering about going, he's revealing himself to us. That's what we're talking about. (laughs) This is it. (laughs) He's going to say things to us. It's going to be real. He's going to show us things. It'll be real. Now, don't misunderstand me. We're not just going to go, oh, hallelujah, it's God. 
everybody that says it's an angel, everybody that has a vision. No, God's given us more sense than that. We're going to check it out. Maybe it is spiritual, but is it God? Maybe it is an angel or a vision. Maybe they really did have a vision or a dream. That doesn't make it God. I don't care how real it is, doesn't make it God. There are other spirits besides God's spirit and angelic spirits. And we said two big ways to test it is what? Do you remember? Two big ways to test if it's really God. Does it honor Jesus? Honor Him. Which is to say, does it honor the Word? He is the Word. Now, that's different from honoring an angel. Making too much out of somebody. Or honoring a devil. Honoring a devil. People do it all the time. They talk about, oh, the devil wants you to talk about demons. The devil wants you to talk, you and me, to become obsessed with the spiritual if it produces fear. And it's sad that the bulk of Christians, the concept they have of the devil, they got from Hollywood. When they think demon, they think monster. And, ooh, you mean the devil? You mean, people don't even want to talk about it. They're like, ooh, no, don't talk about that. Because they think, you know, some kind of horror show that they saw years ago or in recent times of some absolute dragon, monster, huge, hideous, powerful, crushing evil. This is not true. This is not reality. Brother Hagen talked about, you know, being able to work with him in the ministry. Numerous times the Lord let him see in the spirit. And he saw demons. And nearly every time he said they were little, imp-looking, monkey-looking creatures. And he said when he would tell them to stop and leave in the name of Jesus, it would scare them. If they did respond, they'd say, I don't want to go. But if you tell me I have to go, I know I have to go, but I don't want to go. This ain't no monster. (laughs) The devil wants you to think they're giant, huge. He wants you to be scared. He wants you to leave this alone. And be scared. You know, all the movies. Like what? The Exorcist. All that kind of stuff. Lies. 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 Let me tell you about the devil. The devil was created. He didn't create himself. It's a created being in the angel class. Beautiful. Had a place in the presence of God. Iniquity was found in him. Nobody tempted him. He came up with it. And rebelled against God. And he's been kicked out. He is a fallen angel. He is not some kind of equal evil opposite to God. He's a fallen created being. And God's only letting him rip around for a little while. I mean, his doom is sealed. 
The Bible said that some of the angels left their first estate. And they are kept in darkness, in chains right now. And soon and very soon, the devil's going to join them. The whole bunch of them going to be removed from any contact with any of us forever. And I say good riddance. Good riddance. I don't feel sorry for the devil. Nobody tempted him. What he's done. Good riddance. The Bible says in Isaiah 14, I believe it is, that in the day, talks about the Lucifer and what he said and what he did and how he's going to be brought down and men will look at him and say, is this the one that made the earth to tremble? That shook the nation? Is this the one? Because his big deal is smoke and mirrors. It is. His big deal is deception. There was a time when he had even the power of death because of what man had did. But Jesus has come. And Jesus has triumphed over death, hell, and the grave. And the Bible said he has destroyed him that used to have the power of death. He's been brought to naught. He's been put under our feet. Now, unbelievers, well, yeah, they're in a different category. It's a different story with them. But with you and me, I said with you and me, there is absolutely no reason for us to be afraid of the devil. He's afraid of us. Not our humanity, but the one who's inside us and the name that's been given us. Didn't the Bible say, resist the devil? And what would happen? And he'll rise up and growl and swallow you up. <laughs> That's Hollywood, brother. That ain't the Bible. The Bible says he will. Doom, he will go. When you. You. Resist him. Why? He is a defeated. Stripped. Brought to naught. Confused. In darkness being. And all his little imps that work with him and serve him. Are completely confused and defeated. Oh now they'll kill and steal and destroy every chance they get. But friend you and I need to find out who we are. I said we need to find out who we are. We need to rise up and act like men and women of God. We need to act like the master. You think Jesus was afraid of demons? He ever act like he was afraid of any demons to you? Well the way he walked. He told us we can walk. The same way. Didn't he? And so, as we obey his words, as we lay other things aside, we need to become more spiritually minded, more God inside minded. If you feed your flesh on foolishness and falseness and junk, you're going to be fleshy. If you think about just fleshly natural things all the time, the Bible said to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace can we grow up can you pray in the spirit and be more aware of your spirit can you feed your spirit on good word of God that's what we're doing in here today feeding our spirits worshiping God being in his presence does it help you do you wind up being more aware of God in an environment like this than when you're doing a bunch of junk well you don't have to wait till next Sunday 
You can do this at home in different degrees and measures. You can do it at work. You can do it everywhere. You can do it in the car. You can be spiritually minded. You can pray in the Spirit. You can focus on Him. And you, as you begin to do His words, He's going to reveal Himself to you. He's going to say things to you. He's going to show things to you. And if you'll go and say and do them, miracles will happen. Miracles will happen. And God will be making Himself real and revealing Himself To all of us and through all of us. Can you say glory to God? Stand on your feet everybody. Oh glory to God. We're going somewhere brother. We're on our way. Oh thank you master. Thank you master. Thank you master. Glory to God. Pray this out loud. Close your eyes and pray it out loud. Say Father God. I believe in you. Though I've not seen you, I believe in you. You are spirit, but you are real. Thank you for telling us you would reveal yourself to us, manifest yourself to us, show us how to lay aside things that make us carnal. Things that hold us out of awareness of you. Give us wisdom, grace, strength. Work in us to will and to do of all your good pleasure. To seek you. To be spiritually minded that you might show us, say to us, all that you would. We expect it. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.